You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is CBS Sports Radio, and you are locked in to the JR Sport Brief show. Much love to everybody listening all over North America. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next three hours. I get started at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard and everybody listening in every corner of North America. That means all my friends in Hawaii. That means my friends in Portland, Maine. That means my friends down in Miami, Florida. My friends in San Diego, Alaska, and everything in between. You want to listen? Listen on the free Odyssey app. You can listen on your local affiliate. You can go to CBSSportsRadio.com and listen. You can tune in on Sirius XM Channel 158. You can ask a smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. You can clap your hands, and maybe if you get the station that way, you're amazing, but try anything. I'm going to be here regardless for the next three hours, but it's a four-hour show. Uh, I've been here for an hour already. That means 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. In a few minutes, we're going to have a conversation surrounding the college football championship this upcoming uh, Monday night. My main man, Emery Hunt, is going to join us. He's a contributor for all things football, NFL, and college uh, to CBS and CBS Sports HQ. So we're going to be talking to an expert as to whether or not TCU has another upset up their sleeve. I do later on in the show wanted to get into some of the the other potential uh, playoff matchups. We can look at the NFC. Uh, are the Green Bay Packers going to beat the Lions and secure that last spot? Do the Lions stand a chance in hell to get in? What's going to happen with the Rams and Seahawks? That has some implications as to that Sunday night game between the Lions and the Packers. So there's there's a lot going on in the NFL. And we know the most important news this week is that we know DeMar Hamlin has continued to improve, that the breathing tube was out. He was able to FaceTime and, and speak a little bit with his teammates, hand gestures. So it, it's a beautiful thing. And as a result, the NFL has very much made clear what they plan to do uh, with the postseason, we know that the game between the Bills and the Bengals has been canceled. We know that the Bengals have won the AFC North. The Bengals will take on the Ravens this Sunday. And, you know, if the Ravens win and, and Cincinnati, even though they already won the AFC North, they'll flip a coin because the Bengals and the Bills will play, have played one less game. And if we get to the AFC championship game and it's the Bills or the Bengals there, they'll flip a coin. There's a lot going on. Trust me, there's a lot going on. The Bengals are probably more, more affected than anybody else. There is no perfect system. Roger Goodell said there's no perfect system. They tried to do what they think would make the most sense with the idea that we have no idea how this past Monday's game would have ended. We can only look at what takes place with this coming Sunday's games. And so before we talk to Emery, we had a caller on. And I'm going to ask Emery if this makes sense as well when we speak to him in a second. I said, at the end of the day, you have to play the games that are in front of you, and you have to make the most of whatever situation is presented because life isn't fair. 
And when it comes down to having home field or not having it, when you get into the lines, in between the lines, it shouldn't matter. Go play the game. Do we know that home field is important? Yes, of course. And so we had a caller who's still here. His name is Tony from Boston. And he said, oh, JR, home field does matter. And he gave an example. And I said, well, Tony, I said, you have to understand the difference between speaking literally and figuratively. And I told him I was speaking figuratively about home field because I wasn't born yesterday. Of course, home field matters. Noise matters. Comfort matters. It all matters. And then I spoke to Tony again and I asked Tony, I said, Tony, you understand what I'm saying between literal, literal and figurative? And he said in response, I said, do you understand what I'm saying about my point? Like, it doesn't matter when the whistle blows, you got to put everything out. Whether you're playing in Kansas City, Siberia, Alaska, or your mom's basement, just play the game at that point. And he said, "Uh, a little bit. I understand a little bit, you know, because you said it doesn't matter. So I said, I gave him homework. This is the first time I gave a caller homework in the commercial break. And I told Tony, look up literal and figurative. And let's see if he did his homework. Hey, Shep, do you think he did his homework? I know Emery would have done his homework. I don't know if Tony did, but I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, let's talk to Tony and see if he understands fully what I meant. Tony is here from Boston. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, it must be really cool to, like, have your own show and, you know— you know, kind of like do things, say things, you know, yes. before a caller gets on and all that. And, you know, yeah. try and make the caller look bad. What's your true, what's what you're trying to do right now? You, and I'm going to quote well, I'm, you I'm, on Well, this. hold on, Tony. I, I'm uh, all right, go ahead. Interrupt me again. Interrupt I me am. again. I got five, I got five words out and you interrupted me. No, okay, you, go ahead. It was about, it was about 40 words. I, it, it's easy for me to No, count. it was not 40 words. Okay, maybe 10. No, about 40. So do you no, fully understand my point? You said it does not matter. Tony went to school when he was in the 11th grade. And they asked him a question. Hey, Tony, is this red or green? And Tony said, I don't know. It looks blue to me. And they tried to explain to him the color wheel. And he did not get to it. It's very clear he does not understand the difference between speaking literally and figuratively. I know what I said verbatim. I said home field doesn't matter. I said that. And then I explained to you what I said after. Here he is to be upset with me. Go ahead, Tony. Stop stop on my call. Shep, was he speaking that whole time? I, I believe so, yeah. Let's leave Tony there. He can wait forever. Let's talk to someone who I think understand. Well, I, I know he does. It's my main man, (laughs) Emery Hunt from CBS and CBS Sports HQ. Emery, how are you, man? I'm doing fine, JR, man. I appreciate you bringing me out. No no doubt about it. Help me out here, uh, Emery. You're an educated man in many ways and many things. What I just said, did it it make a little sense? It made full sense, right? Right. If you're speaking literal about something, you're talking about a – perceive fact like yes it's, it is hot outside 
because it is 105 degrees outside. Right. And if you say, man, it's just hot out. It's, it's hot out here. You could, it all depends on the context because it really could be 79 degrees, but it may feel hot because of the humidity or whatever. You may be talking about the humidity. You know what I'm saying? Or it may be hot because it's 79 degrees in the summer. You just program to think like, okay, it's the summertime. I'm just hot. It's hot outside. You know, yeah. so there's a difference. You know, first to your example, and this it is rich coming from someone like me who understands this part. Uh, when you talk about home in a way, and I used to joke with people, um, they used to say this when we were when I was playing college ball. Like, man, oh, you know, they're playing at home. They could win. Like, bro, we lost all our games. It didn't matter if we was playing at home, on the road. If you can't catch at home, you won't be able to catch on the road. You know, nobody at our games anyway, so it don't really matter. But with the, the, to, um, to the caller's point, the one element I would say matters when you play at home is the comfort part because your schedule is not thrown off. However, the flip side of that is because you're playing on the road, you're kind of forced to lock in because your schedule is thrown off. So I could see both sides. Um, but, yeah, if you're talking like sometimes we take things literally when we should take it figuratively and sometimes we take things figuratively when we should take them literally. Yeah, we had a caller. He called about the uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and he's like, oh, the, the playoff situation isn't fair in a way to the Ravens. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right, but let's also call a spade a spade. The Ravens look like ass right now. So, I mean, some sometimes we got to step into reality, and the reality is whether you are playing at home or you're playing away, when the whistle blows – you can only control what takes place in between those lines. Exactly. And, I, and you, that's actually one of the things that, that will take place uh, this Monday night as, as you're a college football and football expert. We know, stepping away from the NFL for a minute, that we have the College Football National Championship. Speaking of a neutral site, we're going to see TCU taking on the Georgia Bulldogs. And nobody expected TCU to even be here they haven't won a championship since the 30s. Uh, they weren't even ranked to start the year. Their starting quarterback wasn't even starting the season. And then you got the Georgia Bulldogs who are looking to go back to back. And these were some wild games last weekend for both of these teams to, to move forward. Are, are you expecting similar in this game, big scores, high scores, or should we expect some of the offense to get kind of narrowed down? I think all things can be true. We probably won't see the, the crazy back and forth that we saw from Michigan TCU, but we could see almost a second quarter that we saw from Georgia and Ohio State. But it all depends because what worked for TCU in that game against Michigan is that they got the confidence because the biggest question many people had and I had myself was whether or not that three three five stack will be able to hold up against that 13 personnel, three tight ends, double tight end sets that Michigan throws out there and run the football. And if you're judging based off the first play of the game, you're like, well, this is going to happen all throughout the game. They're going to be able to run downhill against this defense because they're not built up front or within the front seven to stop the downward pressure they'll see from this run game. But TCU adjusted. They were able to you know, make the adjustments up front to where you're throwing a lot of slants and quicks at the offensive line which clogged them up. They couldn't get to the second level and allow those linebackers to roam free and make plays. Georgia theoretically can do the same things 
Michigan can do Correct. up front. We, we got guys that are big, beefy guys up front. The question will be whether or not TCU offensively can make plays, uh, perhaps banged up in the backfield, but can they make plays absent of Georgia turning the ball over? One thing we don't see is Georgia make mistakes. We saw Michigan make two crucial mistakes in that game, and if they don't make those two mistakes, they win the ball game. So that's going to be the biggest key. Where can TCU find offense or find points outside of their own offense? Emery Hunt of CBS and CBS Sports HQ is joining us. Uh, from what it sounds like, uh, like many people, you're favoring Georgia to go out there and beat TCU. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're absolutely right. I think Georgia can go out there and win the game. Most people tend to over or underestimate what Stetson Bennett brings to the table. I've been on this show before saying he should have been you know, in New York City last year. I'm glad he got the free trip this season. And Georgia, I think, got the – and here's – and this is funny how things come full circle. You know, where Georgia fell victim to last weekend is an example of home in a way mattering is because had they played that game in Athens, they probably wouldn't have oh seen God. the passing game from Ohio State that they saw. Now you put Ohio State that wants to spread the field and run routes indoors in perfect conditions, you're going to be in trouble. They don't have to worry about that with TCU. Uh, they're not built the same way, so I do think they take care of business and win. Now, you, you mentioned, and Emery Hunt is here with us of CBS Sports HQ, you mentioned Stetson Bennett. I feel like he is, uh, this is an exaggeration. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking figuratively uh, many ways tonight, Emery. He feels like an 80-year-old quarterback out there uh, on a college team. He's trying to go back-to-back. What realistically will he be doing at this time next year? Is he going to be on a practice squad? What is he going to be doing next year? It's a fascinating question, Jr. And I have a great philosophical answer and a big-picture approach. If I'm Stetson Bennett, if I'm Max Duggan, if I'm JT Daniels who just signed with rights for whatever reason, if I'm DJ Uyangalale instead of going Oregon State, I'm going directly to the XFL or USFL. I'm playing pro ball against pro-level talent. I'm going to let the NFL reevaluate me from there because we all know this. Stetson Bennett will get poked and prodded at the combine. They'll finally realize that he is 5'11". He's 186. He, he doesn't look the part matched up against the other Anthony Richardsons or the, you know, the uh, C.J. Strouds and those guys, even though he played toe-to-toe against those guys and played really well. And we know the same thing about Max Duggan and all these other people. So why not go play against pro-level talent, make money, and then take your chance from that level hmm. to, the, you know, to the NFL? It's better than J.T. Daniels going play 25-year-old football at Rice like, what, how is he going to get better there? And, you know, you talk about Stetson Bennett. He's playing that 25-year-old ball against Georgia. Well, of course you better look good at 25 years old against 18, 19-year-olds. So why not go challenge yourself against pro guys, pro coaches, and see how good you are and then maybe make your chance to jump into the NFL from that level? So, Emery, you believe, and we actually got the release of the XFL schedule this week. I'll be watching it in passing, and I'm sure – like most people, I'll see the highlights, et cetera. We'll start to hear some names, and you know, we'll get a couple of guys who will make their way into the league. You believe that the XFL will be an additional feeder for quote-unquote 
uh, tweeners, guys like Stetson Bennett? You, you think that's a, a realistic possibility for the league? If they want to sustain themselves, they should be. And I've said this before, the XFL and USFL should be going after two separate types of per- people. The XFL, I think, has the advantage because they play in February and they run through April, early April, so right before the NFL draft. Why not go after the young college players or the players in the transfer portal? And therefore, those guys can use those 10 games to elevate their stock and then still have a chance to get drafted out of the NFL. We saw this with, uh, I forgot the kid's name, his last name was Robinson, in the XFL of 2020, where he was with the St. Louis Battlehawks, balled out, and, tra- and got drafted from the, by the Panthers to the NFL. And the USFL should go after those guys that have been in the NFL for quite some time that are languishing on rosters, i.e. your Jared Stidham, your Nathan Peterman, those guys that have played maybe two, three years but won't see anything above you know, a QB3 or wide receiver six. Go play there, play those 10 games, and try to jump back into a training camp after you put out good tape. You saw what that has done for Cavante Turpin. He turned the 10-game stint with the New Jersey Generals into an all-pro season and a significant part of the Dallas Cowboys' return game. That's the type of talent you go after. XFL, go after the younger talent, while the USFL go after the, the young to mid-year talent, the 24, 25, 26-year-old talent. Okay. Wow. Emery Hunt, this is why you're the football expert here. you giving me another reason to watch the XFL, I'm thinking about Stetson Bennett. And, and, and sure, you, you're thinking about what the best-case scenario would be for him. Uh, if he and, and, you know, maybe his stock doesn't change all that much, even if he wins another championship. But the possibility that you presented, I think, would certainly uh, garner him more attention than going into a training camp and just languishing and then sitting on a bench and maybe just being a glorified, uh, you know, clipboard carrier for the next several years. Let me ask you this this final question. Uh, how does TCU win? We you, you mentioned Max Duggan, and I know they're running back. Yandre Miller's busted up a little bit. Quentin Johnson is big time. How does TCU walk away with a victory in Los Angeles? They got to muck the game up. They got to bring Georgia down to their level. And, and, and by that, I mean do what you did against Michigan. You forced Michigan to break tendencies. They got Michigan out their game on that first drive. Michigan drove down the field in a one big run. Then they got cute inside the red zone, wanted to do the Philly special. And then you get mm-hmm. down inside the red zone again, which should have been a touchdown. But then you try to run, hand the ball off to a guy that hadn't touched it no more than nine times in the season, and he fumbles the football. So if you get Georgia out of what they want to do, the best way to do that is, and it sounds easy, but you got to stop the run. You got to make this a Stetson Bennett versus. Max Duggan game. The reason why I say you got to make it a Stetson Bennett game is not because Stetson Bennett can't wing it around the yard. It's because Georgia really doesn't have those dynamic dogs out on the perimeter like they normally have. They're all tight end base. Their tight ends are legit elite. However, if you force them to make plays on the perimeter outside of the tight ends, you got a chance. And I think that's how TCU can win. If they can stop the run, force Georgia to go to their receivers instead of their tight ends, it gives themselves a punching chance, a puncher's chance against the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Emery. I think uh the Bulldogs they're gonna go they're gonna go back to back and uh Stetson Bennett is gonna have a good old time when he gets back to uh 
to Athens, and at that point, we can evaluate his next stop. Uh, Emery Hunt has been joining us from CBS and, and CBS Sports HQ, football game plan. Where can people follow you, your commentary, watch you on television, all the great things that you're doing, Emery? Well, follow me on Twitter, at FL Game Plan. Lock in on CBS Sports HQ. You'll see me there tomorrow as well. And keep it locked at Football Game Plan, YouTube.com slash Football Game Plan. I'm on my all-star game circuit now, so I'm at the College Gridiron Showcase here in Fort Worth, Texas, covering these college prospects, performing in front of these NFL, CFL, XFL, USFL scouts. And you'll see all the video content, practice highlights, interviews, all on the YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Football Game Plan. So you'll see that this week. Then next week I'll be at the Hula Bowl and so on and so forth. So that's where you can follow me and get uh, get soaked in with this content, this draft content. It's draft season that they are. Absolutely. We're, we're going to be tapping in with you. You're a football expert. You know everything from the, the high school level, the pro level, the, the, just uh, everything, college. And, man, you have coached. You have, you have done it all, Emery. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you having me on. No doubt about it. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, thank you so much to Emory Hunt. It's it's going to be tough. I know TCU had the game of their life against against Michigan. You got Jim Harbaugh standing around, and, and the conversations have already started again as to whether or not he's going to leave. Is he going to come back? And now he's going to stay. And it's just always something with the guy. We're going to hear from him in a minute because the latest is that Harbaugh is going to stay, but then also Michigan will be punished for a completely different reason. I'll tell you why on the other side. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. God bless you, JR. I'm a huge follower, supporter, and listener of your show. Been admiring you for years. I follow you on Twitter. It's an honor to be able to talk to you, man. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. A big thank you to Emery Hunt from Football Game Plan and CBS and CBS Sports HQ uh, for joining us to talk about the national championship game that will take place on Monday. Monday night, it will go down in Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, as TCU takes on Georgia. We know the Bulldogs are heavily, heavily favored as they look to go back to back. So I encourage you to go ahead and check out and follow Emery Hunt at F-Ball Game Plan, Football Game Plan. You can find Emory Hunt all over the place on television. He's amazing. He's following football from the high school level through college all the way to the pros. There's nothing that that man doesn't know, and that's a hard thing to say. But having said that, we did hear from a few of the coaches who will be participating in the national championship game. Obviously, Kirby Smart got a raise uh, after the victory uh, last year, and then a couple of people got paid after him. So maybe Kirby gets another bump up in salary. But he spoke today after arriving in Los Angeles, and he's like, yeah, we've been here before, but we got something to play for. We still have a couple of days to get prepared. We'll go through our normal process uh, of preparing for a game, which we've done 
14 times now. So it's, uh, it's, it's not different in terms of what we do. It's just where we're doing it. Yeah, they're trying to go back to back. We know this is a different version of the, the national championship. We're in the college football playoff era. Georgia's trying to be the first team to repeat in the college football playoff era. Meanwhile, we got TCU coached by Sonny Dykes, who basically just arrived on the scene. And TCU, their last championship period in any era was in 1938. If you remember TCU's last championship, I mean, you can feel free to call me up, but maybe, I don't know. Anyway, Sonny Dykes, he spoke, and he said, yeah, we got this far. This is a great chance for us to do something amazing. Playing against a really good Georgia team on Monday night, um, you know, I think that's the, the one thing in our profession now that you can do anything the way it works these days is you want to try to play on Monday night, and we're getting a chance to do that. So excited for our players, and I think it's a great opportunity for TCU and our football program and uh, everything associated with it. Yeah, if, if TCU wins, this is going to be one of the largest upsets I think that we will have seen in just college sports, college athletics. And so let's see if TCU can get the job done. I don't know if they will. I think the Georgia Bulldogs will go back to back. I would love to see a great game, but I can tell you as someone who lives here in Georgia, it will be a sad, sad show for multiple weeks. I know for about a year, multiple months. If, if Georgia doesn't come out with this victory, there's going to be a lot of people hyped about the Bulldogs in Atlanta and Athens here in Georgia. Uh, there are going to be a lot of sad folks afterwards. I, I hope that's not the case. Speaking of sad folks afterwards, right after uh, last weekend's games in the Fiesta Bowl, we know that Michigan was on the losing side to CCU. I mean, Harbaugh's own dad, Jim Harbaugh's own dad was sitting in the stands at the end of the game trying to figure out what the hell he was doing with clock management, what he was doing with his timeouts, what he was doing with the clock. And ultimately, they lost 51 to 45. And it only took a few days before the rumors started to abound about where Jim Harbaugh was going to go next. He just signed an extension. He just told everyone last year after flirting and meeting with the Minnesota Vikings and not getting that job, not being offered a contract, that nobody would ever have to worry about this again. And lo and behold, we learned that he had a conversation this past week. It wasn't a full interview with David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers, that he was open to this after he said last year, my recruits in the program and the organization doesn't have to worry about such. Well, he put that to bed yesterday. And he put that to bed after he sounded absolutely miserable last week. So maybe it was just, hey, we lost. Let me explore my options again. This is what Harbaugh had to say after the loss last weekend. It was disappointing. You know, uh, like I said, I mean, there was big plays being made, you know, mistakes being made. Um, You know, both teams, uh, we just, you know, had, had one one less than we needed, and that was uh, that ended up being the, the difference in the game. Yeah, last year, championship, at least he went, and then he beat Ohio State. This year, he has a chance to go, a massive upset. 
It's like, oh, you finally beat Ohio State. You go to the championship, and then you lose. And now you finally go back. You're one of the top four. You get into the playoff. You have a major upset. And he has spoken openly about, yeah, 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 we want to win a national championship, but the Super Bowl is the big thing. But I can win this here. I think we all know this man isn't going to be at Michigan forever. And he still probably feels he has unfinished business in the NFL. And when the opportunity, the perfect one, presents itself, this man is probably, wait a minute, he's back. Shep, he's back. Tony from Boston is back. He is. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I thought there was a better chance of Harbaugh fleeing to the NFL than Tony being back. But Tony's resilient, man. He keeps coming. He is. We spoke to Tony 30 minutes ago. And I said that home field in the NFL doesn't matter. I said, you got to go out there and play the games. And I painted a gigantic, rosy picture about it. And then he called and said, JR, home field does matter. And I said, whoa, whoa, Tony, of course it matters. I said, I said, I was speaking figuratively, not literally. And I said, literally is just speaking straight factual. And I said, nah, man, I painted a whole picture. I said, of course it matters. I was being figurative. I was exaggerating. And I told him, I said, do you get it? And he says, no, you said home field doesn't matter. I get it a little bit. And I said, look it up. And now I'm a terrible guy. I'm bad. I had to shed a tear. I'm being a bully. I'm being a jerk on my own show. So now I need to be punished. It's terrible. What we'll do is take a break. And when we come back, we'll have a, a, a direct conversation with Tony. Because I'm being mean on a Friday night. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to talk about home field advantage. We're going to talk about how mean I am. And then we'll talk some football as well. We'll talk to Tony on the other side. Hold your breath. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, that's why first off, I just want to say, JR, you're the man. All these other radio shows, you hear the same boring stuff. And you know what I'm saying? I love how you bring them callers in. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It is the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. We are going to bring some callers in. The top of the hour, I do want to talk to you about some of the other interesting uh, playoff matchups that we do have in the NFL Sunday night football we have the Packers and the Lions and the implications of that game are wide-reaching and we'll even know a little bit more about what that game might mean because the Rams and the Seahawks game will have a direct correlation on Sunday night's game as well Uh, we spent some time here in the first two hours of the show uh, talking about the the AFC playoff scenarios especially as it relates to the teams at the top the Bills Kansas City Cincinnati we talked about Baltimore and the Bengals and uh, the scenario that the NFL has come up with to change the rules we might have a potential coin flip if Baltimore and the Bengals have to take each other on 
in the playoffs as to who will host the game in the wild card round. And if the Bills or Cincinnati go to the championship round, it will be taking place at a neutral site. So we went through those permutations. We just had an amazing conversation with Emory Hunt uh, breaking down the college football playoff, which will take place on Monday night in Los Angeles between uh, TCU and the Georgia Bulldogs. We talked about Jim Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, there have been the rumors that he's he's going to go, but we got an announcement that he's going to stay, I guess, for now. We'll have to deal with this again uh, next season, I surmise. So we got a lot to do. Phone lines are open, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. And about, actually, almost an hour ago, I, I made a point of ultimately saying for the playoffs in the NFL, like you can't worry about home field. And I said home field doesn't matter. I said when it boils when it boils down, you have to control what you can control. Doesn't matter where you play. Shut the noise out. When the whistle blows, go play. And I had a caller who told me home field does matter. Jr. He gave me an example, and I said, "Yo, okay, I get it. I, I agree with you." I said, "I was, I wasn't, I wasn't being literal. I was speaking figuratively. I was exaggerating." And I started talking about uh. And I gave an example. I said, if you play a game in Siberia or you play it in Kansas City or you play it in your mom's basement, you've got to shut out the noise. Of course, home field matters. And I said, does, does it make sense? And he's just like, he's like, eh, a little bit, somewhat, because you said home field doesn't matter. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, go look up what I just said. And then I explained and then we, we got into an argument. And I'm the bad guy, I'm the jerk, because it's my show, and I'm being the bully. And he called back. He called back. His name is Tony. He's from Boston. He called an hour ago, and he's here again. Hey, Tony, you're on CBS Sports Radio, the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up? Yes, it still, still don't make sense to me. You said that home field does not matter, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. You said Home field does not matter. It does matter. Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the uh, seat capacity at uh, Orchard Park, but can you imagine what would have happened last year when KC played Buffalo? I mean, it matters. Home field does matter. Just to just be a man about it and say you are wrong, and I'm right. Home field matters. Home field advantage definitely matters. Home field matters, Tony. And I have said that about four or five different times since I said that the first time you called. No, you you said the game could be played in Siberia. I don't think we're no, going to play a game in Siberia. No, I think you're you're, you're missing you're missing a point. Or in your mom's basement. That's what you said because well, you I were did, trying well, to insult me like I'm calling from my mom's basement. You no, don't, you, you no, don't, hold you, on, Tony. Why are you Tony. insulting callers? Tony, hold on, Tony. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, calling. you are. You said mom's hold basement. Hold on. Well, like Tony, I'm calling from my slow mom's down, basement. Tony. I have to put you on pause. Sheesh, your pause, Tony. Like Tony calls and he's like, "Why are you? Because you allow me to speak." This is a record. This is the fifth pause from Tony tonight. Yeah, be quiet for a minute, Tony. Listen to me. You, you're not even understanding what I'm saying to you. How about this? There was no, there was no inference that you were calling me from 
your mom's basement. That that told you, tells me how far out you're not understanding what I'm saying. Listen to me, and I can only say it one more time. I'm going to try. I'm listening. The, the, okay, thank you. The point that you are not understanding, my statement about home field not mattering was an exaggeration. It was figurative. It was painting a wide picture. My example of when the whistle blows, you have to play in between the lines. Whether you are playing in, yes, Siberia or Atlanta or the Red Sea or your mom's basement or your grandma's backyard, that's an exaggeration. That's what I meant by home field not mattering. I think I've watched, no, I know I've watched enough sports in my life to know that home field matters. I was being illustrative about my point. And so, yes, for the sixth time, yes, Tony, I agree with you, home field matters. I was exaggerating. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But okay. would you, I mean, but am, am I a jerk for calling back and saying that, like, my point wasn't wrong? I mean, like, oh I feel God. like I'm I'm being intimidated by you guys. I feel like I'm being insulted by you guys. Like, I did nothing wrong. I mean, I love I loved the game so much. I'm addicted to it. I mean, yeah. no, who you're isn't not, addicted well, to the Can NFL? I answer your uh, – you asked me a question. No, I don't think you're being a jerk. Uh, to be honest, I don't think you understood what I said, and so here we are. I agreed with you. You're still talking about your point being right I, and that's why I told you, and I'm going to tell you this, and then we can, we can be cool. We can leave it here. Look up what I meant by being figurative, figurative language. That's it, okay? All right, I'll look it up. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Have a great weekend, okay? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to listen to your show. I love your show. Um, thank you for letting me call back. I wasn't disrespectful at all. No, and I, love, and I love you. But I was just trying to figure out. I'm like, I agree with you. I'm, I'm just painting a massive picture. I'm exaggerating. And I'm like, why doesn't Tony get it? And I said, this is how I can explain it. And then you said, I don't get it. The home field matters. And I'm like, I just said that. It's like... Hey, Tony, here's a, here's a question. Do you have kids? Yes. You do? Okay, God bless you. you. Have you ever, when you sit down, how old are your kids, if you don't mind me asking? Eight and 13. Eight and 13. Let's, let's be real here. When you sit down and you have to read your kids a book, you reading a book like this? Are you painting the biggest, the most grandest of stories when you read that book? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's my point. So when I say home field doesn't matter, I'm not, I'm not home field doesn't matter. No, I'm painting a picture. I'm being illustrative. I'm exaggerating. And so I, th- I think we have an understanding now, Tony. So don't worry about it. We all good, right? Yeah, we're all good. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, go for it. I love your show, and, and you, you truly are the GOAT at what you do. And thank you for taking my call for the fifth time. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if, if there were more poor people like you in sports media, I mean, I would listen to sports media more often. Well, <laughs> so they, thank, well thank you for you, taking Tony. my call. Absolutely. Thank you, Tony. I love Have you for night. calling from Boston. You as well. 
See, people, come on now. Like, I'm a person. I ain't got no problem with nobody. I'm sitting here talking about sports. Like, if we haven't learned, you know, how, how crazy things could be, just look at everything that's taken place this week. It's like, oh, Tony hates my guts. I'm being mean. I'm being a bully. And he's like, nah, we good. Chef, that wasn't so bad, now was it? No, it wasn't bad at all. And you love Tony. I love Tony. I, I'm kind of shocked he hasn't looked up the definition. He's been on hold for an hour at this point, but that's oh. <laughs> besides the point. But I love Tony's a good man. And you know what? I did not see the parent thing coming. Good for him. Uh, what, what, that he has too? Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Why? Because he sounds like a very young man. He does. So he doesn't so sound like he's a 13, 18-year-old JR. Uh, he, sounds, he sounds like he's 20 years old. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. And we mean that as a compliment, Tony. Oh, yeah, I sound like I've been eating Newports for a living. <laughs> I, I don't. That was nice. Merry, nah, Merry Christmas is gone. And it's too late to say Happy New Year. What are we up to, like the 6th, the 7th, the 8th? No, you have a six, seven-day window for Happy New Year. We, we on that today, aren't we? So you're still in the window. Yeah, no Happy New Year. If you say Happy New Year tomorrow, you're a jerk. <laughs> or oh, Sunday. 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 Okay, no taking. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here on CBS Sports Radio. I love you, Tony. When we come back, we got a lot of people on hold. They, they got a lot of questions. They got a lot of comments. We'll talk to you. And then also, we have to get into the Packers. We have to talk about the Lions. We have to talk about the Jaguars. And how about this? We got to talk about Vince McMahon? Yeah, Vince McMahon. He made a woman bark like a dog 20 years ago. And now he wants to, I guess, come back to his company. So we got a lot to do. Playoffs, Jaguars, Packers, Lions. We'll talk to you, Rams, Seahawks, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco. It's the JR Sport Reshow, CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to get back to your calls on the other side. 